I don't want to keep you guys longer than you have to because you're five hours ahead of me, and you would have been seven hours ahead of Dave. Uh, I was about to say Damon. His name's Aaron. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but but um, I don't know what what did you guys actually want to talk about? Because I feel like at this point we were just like we agreed to it earlier, so now we have to do it. So if you just want to, we like, should talk about talk. Four, 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 fourteen. By, by, by the way, it is recording. But fourteen and two, Denver Broncos. Four fourteen and two. Oh, that's a uh, Bortles leading the way. It's actually quite funny because I don't know if you, if you guys seen this, but like. On Sunday night last week, the Broncos tweeted out like a gif in like a piss take gif of the good place. And then mm-hmm. by Tuesday, we're signing Blake Bortles. Like, I just couldn't. Like, if you watch the good place, mm-hmm. all they talk about is Blake Bortles. So it's like, I don't know. Did, did they see this coming? I, I, I just, Blake Bortles. <laughs> Do you expect him to play at all? He'll, he'll be playing. Call him. He'll, call him. He'll be playing by the end of the oh, Wait, I don't, know your, I don't know your names. Michael, uh, or the people who who might be listening probably oh. don't know your individual names. You're just the BE guys. Colum, go you first. The, the ones that speak English. So I I'm Colum. Colum. Yeah. Did I say that? I'm so bad immediately at saying it. I feel like I'm already messing it up. It's like like the thing that holds up a ceiling. Colum. Yeah. Well, without without the end, but yeah, I I teach uh, I lecture American students and yes they all go you're, you're named after a pillar it's like yeah but without the end that's amazing that is the best thing I've ever heard and I, I don't know many Americans that pronounce the end though so I have quite a generic name I'm Michael um from Broncos Europe uh yeah everybody like like one in five men are called Michael so I mean it's, it's pretty crap mm-hmm. like... I have two friends named Michael <laughs> I have four was... friends so there you go. If you want to add me, it's sixty-six percent, isn't it? So if you want, if you want to make it even bigger, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on on the subreddit with all of my uh, unjust mod power, they 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 call me Uppercut of Justice, and I swear that's not as cheesy and cringy as it it sounds. I heard I heard somebody say it once. I heard a kid say it once, and so I took the name. Uh, but I'm Cal. C A L. Nice to meet you, Cal. And we look. I'm sure Colin will agree. We, I love the Broncos Reddit, so I'm I'm delighted to just be on here talking about the Broncos, especially in a different way than what we usually would do after a game, Colin. Yeah, definitely a wee bit different. So well, I'm, I've seen you guys pick up some 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 higher profile guests, some some <laughs> players even. I've talked to Cody Rourke, and that's about as close as I'll probably ever get to the team. Um, obviously, best way is go out to Cody. Call we, we haven't really talked. Cody went for uh, yeah, Cody. I hope, hope he's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, finger, fingers crossed. He, uh... Oh, he's, he's headed. He's already back home. He 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 tweeted something out a little while ago. So you know, hopefully the recovery is good. But apparently the surgery went fine. Magic. So I think that's what here. I I have been too busy watching the Good Place and the whole Blake Bortles thing. So um, I've missed everything. No, like we we, we got very lucky. Call him during break, during break time. What during lockdown? We just hit up boys and we're like, hey, we're from Ireland. Do you want to come on and talk about the Broncos? And we got very <laughs> lucky. Like, I mean, it got to the point where we were almost like, I don't want to say, Colin, we were taking the piss, but we were like, like you know, you, you send something and you never think you're going to get something back. Mm-hmm. Like, I sent Adam Rank like a meme to like, I just guessed his email and he, he emailed back and it was like, that was really <laughs> jammy, but it worked. So <laughs> I don't know. I think people are surprised that there are such avid Broncos fans in outside of America and the fact that we're in Europe and the fact that we stay up till stupid o'clock in the morning um, to watch the Broncos and they're happy to talk to people with kind of funny accents. I think funny accents take you take you a long way. I, I think there's some truth to that. I think there's 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 a perceived novelty. To, to especially but there's there's like an almost a hitch when you say broncos europe and then you hear irish people speaking because we almost have a disconnect between any kind of british isle person and the rest of europe europe are the people <laughs> with the, the goofy accents that can't pronounce any words in english at all yeah. so it, i think there's a there's a there's a funness to that i enjoy it i've enjoyed it <laughs> you guys sound like when my grandfather would drink a little bit too much so <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if, if, if we stay here long enough, I can definitely sound even more like your grandfather. We'll see. And you know what? Check in about half time on Sunday and see how we sound then. And we'll see, uh, 
I'm joking. Oh, We're gonna win on Sunday. Don't worry. It's all good. I like I like sending those little uh, those little little uh, troll messages in your your Twitter when you guys go live. The Broncos tennis, only Broncos <laughs> tennis, things like that. It's been fun for me to mess with you. <laughs> oh man. Well, all right. Actual uh, pleasantries over. I su- I suppose maybe we actually. Broncos conversation. I apologize for the lighting, the 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 orb of, I guess God behind me on my wall. There's actually no light in my room. I have no way to turn on a light or anything. The only light is through that window. I tried to set up something where I bounced it off the wall in front of me, and it uh, it made me glow red, and I didn't like that at all. So well, at least we haven't got uh, like I mean I know I know people are listening to this, but Colin has an array of plants behind him, while I have a bar behind me, which is a bit bad, but it's it's all good. <laughs> So that's why I always go, I, I always just go like this and just try and pretend that everything is normal. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is this is my podcast, and I guess you guys are simultaneously doing it. We'll all have everyone can have as much info media as they want. I don't care. Um, get into the Broncos. At what moment? What was the exact play uh, where your heart broke versus the Steelers? <laughs> What was the one that was like, this isn't just, this isn't a localized rupture. This is the entire thing might now be done. Hold on. Colin, are you going to go first? Because I've got quite a controversial answer. Colin, go you first. Go, no, go, go. Let's go with the controversial. Tell you what, let's right, get that straight what. out there. That game was at six o'clock. It was an early game over here on Sunday. And it that's, came out at about. It's a.m., right? PM, PM. PM. I wish it was It could have been a week. Are you guys 15 hours ahead of me? I don't know. Australia, <laughs> Ireland, same thing. I, it um, is, is it Ireland or is it North? It's, it's our, it's, it's our, we're both in Ireland here. Uh, so okay. basically, um, right. So we were doing like a German show and I was producing. So on, on this platform, producing the German show. And all the guys were like, you have to show us. You have to tell us the inactives. And I was like, right, whatever. Right. And whenever, and I'm being honest here now. I said to these guys all weekend, because we had French, Spanish lads all doing pre-shows, and I was, I think Cortland Sutton coming back, he's coming back way too early. He's not ready to come back. Why? I, and there was talk that he had a warm-up, first of all. So they wanted to see what he was going to be like. If you're going to Pittsburgh, and you know it's going to be a tough game, just give him a week. And at that moment, I thought, this doesn't feel like, why is Cortland Sutton starting? Mm-hmm. And then it just, it just that Jesus Christ, that game. If you watch the first minute of our show on Sunday, we all just start laughing after. We don't know what to say or what to do. Oh, that, <laughs> like... that's, that's 100% the reaction I have every time something bad happens. It's it's always laughter. Hopefully I'm on a Discord call or something with somebody so I can I can use their their pain to kind of make myself feel better. That's, that's about it. But it was me, right? His knee is the thing that took him down, which means yeah. that injury was probably going to happen whether his shoulder happened or not, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I get very pessimistic about stuff. So, for example, I'd be the sort of guy that thinks if Bradley Chubb's not 100%, mm-hmm. you keep him down for a while. There's no point because what if he gets injured again, even if it's something different? I just, I'm like an old person with like 10 children and I don't want them to get hurt. And I don't have any kids. Like, I just, I don't know. I just had a bad feeling the whole day on Sunday. And then obviously, like w- once Drew went on, because we didn't get the game live here, so I had the stream on, but I had Red Zone on. And you knew by column, you knew by Scott Scott Hansen's voice that that was it. It was like, mm. oh dear, here we go. Like, And uh, yeah, the whole thing just, just went from there. And here we are now on column on a Thursday night, getting ready for Bortles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think with the, the Bortles thing, where where do you want to begin? I think the the worry where where you're saying it it was heartbreaking was you knew what was coming. Like you saw the Steelers against the Giants, right? And you just thought, look what they did to to Barkley. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at us because our line is young and our tackles are not up to NFL standard. Some uh, might say that half of them aren't tackles. 
Mm, well, they, no, they, I, we we have discussed that on on this show. There, Elijah Wilkinson is not a is not a, an NFL tackle. He's built like, he's built like a guard, and he's a backup Which... guard at the best <laughs> of times. And you're asking him to play as a starting right tackle. Like, I, it's you know, you, you, it's it's a bit like season two of Trevor Simeon. You can't quite believe that it's happening again. Um, maybe if you're a Twin Peaks fan, that reference might mean something. Um, uh, so that that was the concern always. So it 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 wasn't a huge you know surprised that they they did that and then when you just saw the hits happen and then once once lock went down and as michael said it was obvious early and i suppose you asked us do we do we see bortles playing yeah because i don't see how how, i don't see how driscoll avoids um every other team i mean Shaq Barrett is coming to town on sunday he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder he's gonna feel he's a point to prove and I, I saw, I saw that it's uh, he's going to be mostly lined up over Wilkinson. Uh, if, if, <laughs> if I genuinely I... think if there was money, Colin, that you could put on, I would put money on Bortles entering that game before the twenty-minute mark. So like, like five minutes in the second quarter, it's going to happen. Like, you think how many times the Driscoll lads last week? And look, he's a quarterback. He's not the best quarterback in the world. He's not the worst, right? But. He had no like. It wasn't even about the whole protection thing. He just went down. You can't do that on Sunday, <laughs> right? So just it's not going to happen. I give it honest to God. I think if Bortles goes out tomorrow and throws a couple of half decent passes, he'll be in the game in the first quarter on Sunday. I just just get ready for that on Sunday. If Blake Bortles, it, it, the fact if you told me six months ago that Tom Brady will be playing for the Buccaneers <laughs> against Blake Bortles and the Broncos in September. I actually would just, I, I, I can't. It's just, um, who knows? Bortles could ball out, lads. Like, he's I mean, done he's, it in London for Jacksonville, so. He's, he's got more than, than most, most of the quarterbacks in the league. Maybe not most of the starting ones. Definitely not most of the starting ones. <laughs> but he's, he's got, also got more interceptions, though. I, I see Blake, there's a Blake Bortles, a seven more, it's more than seven minutes of Blake Bortles interceptions out there. Three, what if he throws, Colin, what, what if he throws four touchdown passes and four interceptions? Would you take it on Sunday? I would. Oh, yes, I would. <laughs> I would take, look, if he throws, uh, if he throws one interception or no one touchdown and like five interceptions, that's still indicative of a kind of game I'd rather watch lose. If they're going to go out, if they're just going to throw people out there, like let's test the young guys. Let's see who can do what. Let's get into a fucking shootout. Uh, if we lose 30, 40 to nothing, I still just want to see some cool shit. Uh, the season doesn't have much to offer me other than maybe seeing some cool shit. I, the thing I is, like well, like, it's, yeah yeah it's, it's I, different like because like it's not like it's not like I'm, I'm not trying to jump on a soccer train because we're in europe here but it's different like if, in soccer if your season is a bit mm, you can you can throw on the young guys because you've got a couple of reserve players reserve teams in the nfl like there's a roster and i i would be concerned if we aren't if the season does go the way the way i think it will go i i would be concerned maybe guys like maybe Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, Noah Fant might get hurt. And that would really annoy me, to be honest, especially mm-hmm. if there's not enough. I don't know. I just think we're in a very lost situation now. And it, I am I am concerned ahead of Sunday. And then you think, lads, that, that short week going to New York, it just, I just, I, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. I'm getting worried already. But look, at least the Nuggets are going to win the NBA championship. So oh. that's... I don't know what matters right now. I don't think you're going to say you're on the East Coast, yeah. I just realized uh, I said that. The, the only reason I watch the Broncos is because I happened to catch a game a few years ago when they were at home, so they were in orange jerseys. That's it. My fandom is based on a color. <laughs> I raise you that. 2011, on a college night out, a lot of uh, triple vodka and rebels. It was like, 25 past three in the morning and Tim Tebow was playing the jet and yeah man here I am now nearly nine years later I mean we've we've won the Super Bowl so I mean it, it's been worth it but um 
it's definitely a fun season. Look, lads, I, I, I think until we see this team lose another two consecutive games, I'm not giving up on the season yet. I think I just... <laughs> Blake Bortles taking his team to Tampa in, in February just doesn't look very positive right now, so let, let's see what happens. and just let, Let's just get back in the good place and hope that we don't enter the bad place over the next few weeks. I mean, you could try and speak entirely in Jason quotes. You could try and make it fun. Challenge yourself. I've, I've been trying to make a meme for the whole week. I've been yeah, trying, trying to make a meme like Owls Facebook. and reverse speak into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, this game. Deep. It is just, we are just our. It was the thing that we asked if it was okay. I guess it's okay. We're just going to beat Dower. Uh, what, what, what are the small things you think you can cling to on the team? Like Jerry Judy, uh, various young guys, the perhaps um, the growth of, of Fangio as a head coach and not just a defensive, defensive coordinator. What are the small little strings you're clinging to hoping they don't snap? KJ Hamler. I thought KJ Hamler was outstanding on Sunday. I thought for a guy making his debut, he was everything you wanted him to be. He was all over the place. He caught balls. He was in the Steelers' face. He was aggressive. I don't know if you saw that play. Mm. I just saw it earlier with the one with Joe Hayden. He was just what you want your receiver to be. We have missed real aggression on the Broncos over the last few years, I feel. And to see a guy who went out and on his debut away from home in a game where uh, your backs are to the wall, he definitely gave me hope because um, I, I thought he was really impressive. And I think if his attitude can rub off on the rest of the receiving core and the rest of the roster, that would be a very good thing. I agree. I think he looked really good last week. Um, it's going to take time to see Jerry Judy excel or do well this year. I think that's the one positive that we can take. And we would really need him to start coming into his own, maybe in the second half of the season and start to show glimpses of uh, the quality that he obviously has, you can see already. Obviously, he's going to be a bit nervous. And I guess it doesn't help him either if there are guys out. Like having Drew out now is going to be a big change for him. Uh, just seeing the level Noah fan can go to would be exciting for me. I think he's going to be unbelievable. He's great now, like, but I think he's going to be even better going forward, maybe, maybe over the next few seasons. Um, and just, yeah, here and look, um, Jeff, Jeff, just, uh, Jeff Driscoll just, just balling out, man. And I'd let, let, let's see what he can do in five days. But yeah, J Judy fans, uh, I would love to see Lindsay come back for, I know he's injured at the minute, but just get back in a couple of weeks and really take it to Melvin Gordon and just see what that run the what, what that run offense can get because if drew lock does come back like seven or eight weeks i don't think it'll be two weeks but if he does come back eventually maybe in just the start of the second half of the season you could see a very similar situation from last year where they do win a few games towards the end which would show promise but then wouldn't we be in deja vu land and i'm going into four or five different conversations here but <laughs> yes judy fans i want to see Lindsay and gordon just go at just run like the wind basically it was it was it was a little bit eye-opening uh after lock went down how much the run game started to hurt was, um they started stacking the box they stopped caring about dress school as a passer oh, what no dress school as a passer yeah that uh and melvin gordon for the first game and for the first little bit of the second game was having a hell of a year or a start to a year yeah, yeah, but for some reason, when push has come to shove, and we 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 sign Melvin Gordon, we're paying the guy a, a decent wad of money, and yet on you know on the goal line uh, in the opening game, we decide to get cute and go with the shovel pass, which doesn't work for us. Um, did work for the Steelers the other day, and then in the last two plays of the game, you have two plays to get two yards and you decide not to hand it off to him. That's, I, 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 I wonder, you know, was that 
the the thinking Shermer's thinking behind those two play calls do they not trust Gordon to get the yards is it just that they want to be cute with the the football I, I mean generally if you have a guy who is your lead back who you brought in kind of or at least the thinking was that was one of the reasons they were bringing him in was those kind of short yardage and to catch the ball out of the backfield and then those situations arise and you don't utilize him that's that's interesting i mean what 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 is the thinking behind that then and and how what is your plan for those kind of short yardage situations going forward throughout the rest of the season? I wonder if uh, at the po- at that point in the Titans game, if Shermer wasn't impressed or uh, scared of the Titans defense because they didn't, you know, they were missing uh, Adore Jackson. They were, you know, getting pressure, but they weren't stopping the pass, and they weren't doing great stopping the run against Melvin Gordon. I wonder if he was willing to forego a touchdown to see if he could work something out, especially with Butt getting somebody else, using misdirection, using creativity. Uh, I, maybe, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a Shermer apologist now, I guess, but I, I could see something like that because that early in the game, it did look like the Titans were very beatable. And to be honest, they looked beatable throughout the game. We just wanted to be yeah. beat more. Well, that's, I tell you what, Cal, that's, you're talking about the time difference stuff. Jesus Christ, that was pain. That was pain. Uh, I, I was in pain. Now, I know we're, we're not going to talk about it in August, but the Broncos game was on the Monday night at 3.20 a.m. I had to go to work right after. And the Nuggets game was the next night, so by the Wednesday, I was a dead man walking. But that's that Titans game was just... And you're, you're spot on. That Titans team were in no way... If you look at the Titans in week two, they're like world beaters. Like... That Titans team in week one, they were in no way a, a, a very, very good team. I feel, like, I mean, Jesus, 14 points is never going to win you a football game. I, I agree with what you're saying about Melvin Gordon and Pat Shermer there. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the, this whole situation with Gordon and Lindsay, it, it's sort of, I'm excited to see it. But do you remember what, like our thinking, Colin, whenever they brought Gordon in? It was like, okay, cool. Like, happy days it's like you get another toy for christmas and you want to play with it again and eventually <laughs> you're going to let the other one down so i i just they've had months to think about this so i'm excited to see how they're going to utilize this but i feel for pat sherman now because i mean the offense is just obviously you know it's just when when he has to somehow find a way now to, to try and beat tom brady and the buccaneers who's putting up like how many points did the box score in week two because he scored about 30 odd in week one yeah so um, yeah, I mean, they, I suppose the, the thing of, about it is that the, what was interesting for me was Titans week two was Titans scored a whole lot more points, but Titans also gave up a whole lot more points to Gardner Menchu. And mm. so, yes, it, yes, it meant that our defense did a pretty d- solid job against them, but it, it does show that defensively they were there to be got at and we didn't take advantage of that. Now that's a young offense and um, you're, you're, I suppose, always going to have those struggles. And Kala, I think that's a, a, that's a fair point. And I don't, I, I wouldn't hold that kind of fourth down play uh, against them. You'd, oh, you'd, tr- be, you'd try different clear. things. I'm not defending it. I'm trying to figure out what maybe we're trying and, to and, and I didn't and like it either. Yeah, but it's it's <laughs> fair. Look, you, you try it in the young season, but it's it's a concern when we need to start scoring, especially in the NFL in 2020. You you gotta be scoring more than 24 points regularly. Mm-hmm. And that 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 is something we we have not been doing. And uh when you're when you struggle to do that, you'll always struggle to win games. But we could be looking at a very different season here. Like, if the Broncos had won that game, granted, yeah, like, let's say they won a 17-16, right? Or 14-13 in game one, if the timeouts were utilized properly or whatever. Week two, correct me if I'm wrong, lads. 26-21, we had the ball fourth and two with, what, a minute, like, two minutes to go? Three minutes to go? Imagine like the best happens, the best result happens. We get a touchdown, we win that game, friggin' 28 to 26. We're 2 0. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll as a quarterback. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Like, the small things can just 
just change your outlook and the, the whole and the whole thing. And I just I'm trying to, and I know I'm like you guys, I'm just trying to cling to every um, every positive vibe so far. I just hope that we let's, get there on Sunday. Let's say that both teams, for whatever reason, I, I don't remember exactly how both teams scored or every bit of points they got, but both teams missed a field goal. Uh, not because it was blocked, just because the kicker missed the field goal. Mm. Uh, but everything else that happened happened exactly the same. Apart from now, the Broncos have won. Would you feel how? Would you feel really excited, or would you still see the flaws that the losses allow you to see? That's a good question. Because <laughs> I'm 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 super pessimistic always uh, about stuff, and when mm. I see a bad bad loss or when i think it's a bad loss i'll harp on that and not let myself get excited and i feel like if the just the wind blew slightly different on both of these games i probably would be maybe a little like marginally happier than i am now yeah well yeah yeah i i, I think that's it it's always a it, I mean, Fangio said death by inches, but uh, unfortunately, he hasn't had any luck since he arrived in Denver. And and sometimes, you know, you you need a lucky general, and maybe we need to send him a four leaf clover from Ireland or something because it, it it needs to change. I mean, it's it's always if you look back to say the the Super Bowl winning season, and that game against Kansas, and they coughed up the fumble, and we win it in the last few um you know um few plays. There, there's there's always moments in games where it it turns at its head and you, you win games that you good you shouldn't like good that's what good teams or teams that are going to win find ways to win and over the last few years the Broncos have found ways to lose and I I think Cal that's probably why the pessimism is there because you're watching similar sorts of things play out again and your mind goes back to the way it happened last year and and you're you're not seeing you know you're not remembering I suppose the the differences that uh whoa that's Michael's mic that's a bad Um, microphone sorry um so i think that's where some of it comes from i i I do think you know if you got a win you'd probably remember the touchdown that won the game or the or the field goal that won the game or you there'd be something to to cling to and then you start thinking back and you go yeah do you remember noah fans run um or do you you know do you remember when judy caught um the ball but when you lose what you tend to remember are the things that that cost you the missed block or the drop catch or whatever it happens to be i think that's only natural yeah i i, I agree i think when you win it's it doesn't matter how you win if it's good or bad or if, it, if you grind it out it's a win to win and it's great um but unfortunately when you lose it doesn't matter if you lose by 50 like that game a couple of few two, two or three years ago in Philadelphia, it didn't matter what the score was. Like they still lost the game. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if they lost by three three points or whatever. You lose, you lose. Um, and you're spot on, Colm, what you're saying in regards to the the variables there in, in terms of when you're losing. Like we haven't even talked about the timeout situation and the jokes. I mean, it was actually quite fun. The jokes, like, do we get a timeout in the next game? An extra timeout? No. I was enjoying that. And then I, lads, I'm not gonna lie, I laughed my head off when he timed out in the first quarter. Like, was it the first three minutes? In the yeah. first... <laughs> oh, my God. If anybody could see me right now, I'm actually, like, I don't know whether I'm laughing or crying here, but Twitter, whenever that happened, was just beautiful. Like, you almost... <laughs> you, it was as if it me- it was meant to happen. Um, I think I think this, though, if you go... And this is one thing we haven't talked about, lads. Like, and, Colin, we, we haven't really mentioned it. You know, we went back, and we obviously sat at the start of the year in the mindset that this Broncos team won the last few like you know last few games played very positive football young team if you look at that schedule it came out what in march april time that's a difficult schedule it is there's no point in sitting here and going it's a difficult schedule i struggle at the minute especially with the the problems that we have at the minute and i hope they get and they will get better over the few weeks but a difficult schedule, like for example, having to go to Pittsburgh, then having to play Brady. Well, of course, we didn't know at the time it would be Brady, but I think we did by the point it came out. But the schedule, even last year with the teams, 
obviously the division's getting more and more harder. You've seen the Raiders at the minute. Don't want to say it. You know, they're, they're what, 2-0. The Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. Uh, and just the way it's fell this year with, with the AFC East. So I think it's a different I think it's a difficult schedule, regardless if the team is at full strength or not. And I think, you know, that's why I think Colin, you said what 10 and 6. I said 9 and 7. Cal um in April. And I was trying to I I, I had us winning like the last four or five games of the season to get to nine and seven. So I don't know if that will be the case this year, but I think you know. I think I don't know, Cal, what you would say, but I think we need to get a win very quickly here. I, I, like, I, I know it's going to be difficult against Brady this weekend, but if we can't get a win this weekend, we need to get a win this day and next week on Thursday football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Jets, like I said, um, there are two options for the Jets. Either you win, and it kind of goes like nobody's going to terribly celebrate beating the Jets, but you know, you're like, okay, we can win. But if you lose to the Jets, it's in the state they're in with Adam Gase and uh, Sam Darnold being what they've been so far. That's that's full. That's panic button. You break the glass. You you punch through the glass as quickly as you can, and you want you. That's the point where you go like Drew Lock needs to come back as quickly as possible, and he needs to win himself out of. Um, striking distance for a quarterback in the draft. I think, though, right? I'm going to get 100% in this. This is going to be on the internet for months now. I think, seriously, let's say we go 0-5, Cal, Cal, right? Let's say we go 0-5. Let's say we go to Foxborough and we go 0-5. I don't think that's going to happen. But let's say we go 0-5. Yes, panic button start to hit. Do I think we should go after Trevor Lawrence? Hell no. Well, even if we should... The Broncos won't. The Broncos will end up winning the last five games. Where do you see? The Broncos will end up drafting outside the top 10 next year, even even if they were sitting 0-8 come the end of October. Where do you see? Like, they will not, like, I just have a feeling they're going to, like, end up winning all these games at the end. I just, I mean, Cal, do you, do you think we should go for Trevor Lawrence? If we're sitting 0-5, do you think whenever we have a young team, an offense that clearly, you know, believes in Drew Locke, do you think that we should go after Trevor Lawrence? Do you think it's that sort of, and I know, Colin, I'll bring you in a second, but, like, Cal, like, because I haven't asked you, like, do you think, from what you've seen, do you think Trevor Lawrence would be, like, the acceptable competition for Drew Locke? Because he, like, Drew Locke hasn't had that full season, and I sort of feel like it might be, in my own opinion, I, I would feel sorry for Drew if it, that if that did happen because he's been sitting, he's been standing on the sidelines. You know, I, I can take that first week away, but it's just that whole situation. If, if Trevor Lawrence is within striking distance. Uh, or even if you get Trevor Lawrence somehow in the draft, um, Drew Locke needs to be on a different team before the draft is over. I I wouldn't even I wouldn't I wouldn't make it a competition. I I think we've seen enough from Trevor Lawrence to go like you know ev- of course everyone can bust. There's there's huge you know Ryan Leaf situations, but if you're in like I said if you're in striking distance of Trevor Lawrence or maybe even Justin Fields and I'm not sure like whoever is considered the third. That means Drew Locke either has been too hurt to play or didn't play well enough mm. to, yeah, yeah. to to really set up for, for a whole bunch of stuff. He's only going to have two more years on his contract. You're going to have to start paying a whole bunch of young guys. That that's That's been my general rule for the last week or so. If Drew Locke is responsible for keeping us away from uh, any quarterback in the draft, if he can win, if he can win himself out of there, Drew, you target a tackle. You target a tackle, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> I don't like the precarious position they've put themselves in. Of you know, Juwan James and his his not playing history, and not picking up the fifth year option that is completely cuttable from the other you know whatever you think of bowls he still is alive and will stop people from hurting the quarterback maybe sometimes you get a flag or something like that but and he's only been done once so far like he's he only has been... and i'm curious because we've noticed everyone's noticed right and talked about the uh the reduced holding penalties mm-hmm. thing called the season i wonder if this is going to stick and thus we have to create a new uh value system of talent for tackles because if 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 they're not going to call them then suddenly call them ha. uh then suddenly <laughs> then suddenly you know holding is a good technique it's no longer bad 
Garrett Bowles has been retroactively vindicated by a rule, not change, but a rule change in enforcement. Yeah. I, I, I pivoted to a completely different subject, but okay. I, I'm going to say two things because I'm, I've got to jump off and actually do podcasts with somebody in Australia. What I'll say, I'll say two things. It, St- Stink did a really good breakdown of the play that Drew Locke got um, hurt on. Um, and, and there is um, blame to attribute um, on both tackles. Um, he, he, so it's, it's worth checking that out. He did that on, um, on Instagram. And um, the other thing, um, just before I go, I, I think Michael and I have, have both been on the, the Drew Locke hype train for some time I, I think he comes back i agree michael i don't think we're in a position to go anywhere near trevor lawrence um i don't think we will be I, but it cal i i think if we are you you, you have to you, i mean you have to take lawrence i mean given yeah. he's everything he's shown you in his two years like the, he's just a, he's a serial winner you, you can't not take trevor lawrence he could be a generational talent yes as you said ryan leaf but look you 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 try it i just don't think we will be i think drew lock the the only thing we need to make sure is drew lock can remain upright um and Mm -hmm. and i think that that for me i think he has the um i think he has the 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 talent and and the uh ability and i think off the field he has everything you want but can he stay healthy and uh, I'm going to leave both of you gentlemen to um, debate that one while uh, I, I pop off. Cal, it has been great to talk to you. I hope we can do this again at some point and oh, yeah. uh, catch up with you soon. Mm-hmm. Glad to work on. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> I nearly kicked you out there by accident. Yeah, here, I'll, look, I'll, I'll happily talk for another 10 minutes, man, if you're up for it. Um, oh, yeah, sure. Well, however long um, you want. You're, you're the one that it's nighttime for. You see the sun yes. still out behind me. Yeah, and like for me, like, oh, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go to 20, but it's all good, man. Um, so basically, Column has been saying on every show for like the last eight months that he thought that the Patriots were blatantly tanking to get Lawrence, and it was part of Balachek's big, um, like, evil plan. Mm-hmm. So like this is like I, I wish he was here to hear this because we've been taking the mick out of him for like six months about this and now like there's actually more of a chance of the Broncos going after him than the, than the Patriots but it I guess it remains to be seen. How have you found Cal uh, the first couple of games? Do, are, are you still? I mean, I'll t- tell you what. Let's let's even look towards Sunday. Do you think we can win on Sunday? Yes. Do you, what, what do you think has to happen for us to win? Um. I think you have to upset Brady from the middle. Um, I'm I'm not terribly impressed with his passing. Uh, you know, he's he's always going to be smart. He's going to have at least Tom Brady's mind in the same way that Peyton Manning, you know, lost his physical abilities in the last couple mm. of years here. Tom Brady, I think, is yeah. You know, I mean, he's better. He's better than Peyton Manning was the last couple of years. But he's he's thrown picks. He's thrown weird stuff. Um, you know, Bruce Arians can can hide a bunch of deficiencies, but I do think he's beatable. I think pressure up the middle is going. Uh, now, now, mm, now they're not getting a lot of consistent pressure from the edge, and that would open up the middle. Yeah, I I do think. I I do think he's beatable. I don't think it's out of reach. It's going to be like a heavy ground game. It's just going to be like who can bully through more Melvin Gordon or uh, Royce Freeman. I've, I'm bumming myself out trying to, like, trying to justify the claim I made two minutes ago. Here it's, the, but this is like, like, seriously, this is the season you say one thing and then your mind's like, no, what? And then like you say another thing and that, that's just the way it is. I, I don't know. Like, if you look at the Broncos' defense against the Titans, yes, they they limited them to fourteen points, but they're going up against a different beast here, like completely. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you limited them to twenty, let, let's say let's be prudent and say 24, 27, right? So let's say Brady goes out and scores twenty four, twenty seven. How do we then go out and score something this something around like not not even around the same? How do we go out and score twenty five or twenty? Like it's just. I just I I want to see it happen, but you're talking. You're going to need a couple of defensive players. At, at least one of them resulting in a touchdown. 
maybe a defensive touchdown or Brady fumbling. We know he doesn't play well in Denver. I've been to the last two games where Brady was in Denver. I'm actually, Cal, I'm 0-4 for the Broncos <laughs> in Malheim. Two of those, two, two of those games. So the, the year after he won the Super Bowl, the Sunday night football game, and the game the year after that, it was like a night or like a sorry, a two twenty five mountain game. So it was the New England, New England obviously against the, the Broncos. And yeah, like that there was always I think going into that game, the first game, it was always all Brady. Brady has an awful record in Denver, and then he won and then he won two games against the yes, of course the Broncos team with that hangover from the Super Bowl. Um but it's it's like this whole talk about Brady and Denver, this is a whole different kettle of fish now. Like he's coming into a situation where He's building up that confidence with that team. I, I just think if he can turn on the offense like he did last weekend, like look at guys like Mike Evans, for example, and we're here, we're yet to see Gronk. I just have a bad feeling. I have a bad feeling about the offense, but at the same time, uh, I, I look, I'm the dick that said there are now Bortles will be in by the second quarter. Let's say he is. Let's say Bortles balls out. Mass- you imagine Bortles beats Brady in the set, like from the second quarter onwards. The NFL would be lapping it up for the whole week. So oh, it would and, be quite they, and it would be rightfully so. It would be amazing. And you know what? I tell you, I'm going to say it right now on your podcast, man. If the Broncos have Bortles playing on Sunday, and if the Broncos win with Bortles, I will buy a jersey right after the game. And I will wear it whenever I appear on here again, like an idiot. <laughs> Even if it's in five years, Bortles, baby. I mean, he's got a great record in London, so I'm sure he can do it. I mean, this is like this is a big move, like because Bortles obviously, like for himself, like he wants to have one more chance in the league. He's literally said it himself. So this is a huge, huge weekend for him. Like, who knows what's going to happen in this game? I just hope it just if it doesn't happen this week, it has to happen against the Jets because, like, you've seen, like, Cal, do you watch? Would you only watch the Broncos games when they're live, or would you would you be the sort of guy whenever the Broncos aren't on? Would you sit on Red Zone or or Sunday ticket, or would you watch every other game when you can? Or because like for me, the one team that has impressed me outside the, outside of like maybe, well, I don't want to say the Chiefs because the Chiefs just annoy me. But man, Cam Newton looks fresh. Like, I mean, he's like, he's had he's had his time to heal. I mean. Even if his shoulder is a little bit shot, his 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 ability to scare into runs, it's still there. And you've always got Belichick, who went uh, who went eleven and, and five with uh, Matt Castle. So, but you could just picture right now, man. You could picture the America's game, where Belichick sitting laughing, and Cal Newton was still available in July or something. like that. everyone's laughing like, ha ha, look at there. I don't know. I just it has to happen this week or next week. It really does. But I just, it's the sort of thing, Kat, like if somebody had said to us, Jesus, like um, the Saturday or Sunday before the season started that we'd be sitting week two, just after week two, and everything happened, you'd, you'd, you'd tell them to fuck off. Like it, it's just incredible what's happened. Like it is just, and let's be, let, let's be fair, it's not easy on the team either. It's not easy at all. Like you've got people that have worked, like not just coaching staff, but staff in the team that have worked their ass off the whole year. And it's came to this. Like, I, I feel sorry for them because there's so much expectation with this team at the start of the year. Hell, I was it's like, we're also in playoffs and we, we could definitely give the West a chance, especially at the start. And and obviously now it's just, you know, it's, it's a very different situation. But um, I definitely feel sorry for the situation. But um, yeah, have you any expectation for the season? Like, I, know, I know we sort of talked about it before, but like, what do you think will be a good season for the Broncos now? I think prior to the season, I was not even expecting necessarily a winning season. I would have been, I, I probably would have said it was like an eight and eight, seven and nine kind of thing. But the season for me was about Drew. And now Drew's gone. Um, so let's see, Drew's already, if we don't want to count Steelers, I guess, he's, uh, he's 0 and 1. Mm. Let's us let's worst case scenario it scenario it scenario it yeah and um, say they let him stay till after the bye and so he gets what's that eight games yeah I mean like look I I actually think Cal 
you see this whole like I look, I'm no medical expert. I feared the worst when I seen the whole court and something because that, that came out first, the court and something news. And I was like, why is nobody talking about Drew Locke? Because you know yourself, like the team will not come out and directly say it. Like they'll obviously tell Cliss who then comes out. But Cliss saying two to six weeks. Like add add another add another week on there. And, and yeah, you're spot on around week eight just after the buy or so. So yeah, he gets maybe eight games. And then yeah, so that, if, that, that's a big it's a big stretch for him. Like. If Locke was to get his nine games of the season, right? That's I'm saying that's worst case scenario. They, they just keep him on ice until after the bye and let him heal up. And he'll still be yeah. able to practice because they haven't put him on IR or anything like that. But they want to do like, we want the best possible version of Drew Locke. And so just precautionarily, they wait till after the bye. He gets those eight games. He needs to win, decisively win five of those. And the losses need to be not because of him. Or not, like largely not because of him, um, and I'll probably consider that a really good season if that happens. But that's you know that's a good stretch five, five and three, five and three after the yeah. bye, um, yeah. coming off of an injury. Uh, that's but then that's you have the same sort of you have the same sort of conversation. I don't mean the sorry, you the same sort of conversation. But last remember the big finish and then that expectation again. And I think if you take Locke out of this. And I don't want to be the guy that says this, but this is a massive season for John Elway this year. Ooh. It is. It's a massive season. Oh, what are you? What are you saying? What are you? I'm implying? just saying. I, I think it's a huge season. I think there needs to be progress made, and I feel this is what I'm saying. I feel bad because it's difficult when your players are injured, but like a fourth losing season in a row in Denver, like and like we're, we're not talking about Ireland or Europe here. Denver's not going to stand for that. Like and the reason I mentioned the Nuggets when Colin was on was because the Nuggets at the minute are like the band-aid on the city of Denver, covering mm-hmm. over. Do you know what I mean? Like because like to be brutally honest, by the time this goes out, the Nuggets could be going on the verge of an NBA final. So for the city of Denver, that almost like I know the Broncos are a big, a big draw, but that almost takes it away almost, and mm-hmm. people might not think about it too much like that until then. But yeah, it's, it's a huge. I mean, you, like look at it. Elway's last contract of the year is next year. Miller's last year is either next year. I think it's, yeah, it's next year. Mm. So there's a whole, like, the, 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 we are coming to an end of an era here at some point, but you'd like to think that it's not an end of an era. It's a start of a new one. This That, that was the season for me. I wanted to see if this was maybe going to be Elway or Miller's last run, last 12, 24 month run. I wanted to see what we've said previously there, that young offense, like Talbot, like this was, and you got to spot on Drew season, and that's I think that's I think that's what I'm most upset about. So we had so much hope that Jesus, could you imagine if Drew Lock came into this next level, and the team around him just developed, and we could sort the line out, and Jesus, it was just gonna be class. And I just, it's gonna be very interesting to see what what the team does from here. I think Elway, you know, like four like i mean people say this off air all the time oh, like for us anyway like four losing seasons in a row is it, it'll not be tolerated in denver he, he'll have to you know he'll have to draft big so mm-hmm. it could be a Trevor Lawrence. i think that's yeah i, I, don't I do know. Th- that's that's the number one spot though um i do think unless you have the number one spot i don't see anybody trading out of that um so you have to be abysmal to get Trevor Lawrence. And I don't think we're going to be abysmal. I think we're going to be heartbreakingly bad, but I don't think it's going to be, this needs to be cratered. We need to raise Dove Valley to the ground and completely start <laughs> over. I, yeah, I'm, I, I did not come, I did not expect to come here and be the most optimistic person on this call. It's really strange. I feel like I need to talk you through some shit uh, and maybe check back up on you later. I'll give you my number. I'll be your sponsor. In case yeah, you definitely. Ch- definitely hit me up during a game. I just want the win so bad. It's like, oh, man. Oh, you guys do post-game stuff, right, live? Yeah, definitely watch it. Oh, I'll be I'll be checking. We we do that, too. We do kind of a call-in thing. But um, call-in again, yeah. Um, but I, I will be keeping a tab open and... By God, if we win that game, uh, I'm going to flood spam your, your little comment section. I think, gonna... I do think, though, I think, seriously, I think if we win that game on Sunday, 
it's not going to be with Jeff Driscoll. And you can you can you can screenshot it if you need to. Jeff Driscoll's not going to win that game on Sunday. I would love it if Jeff Driscoll did. But it's going to be down to Melvin Gordon when Blake Bortles finally enters the game and the defense. And Kevin obviously North McManus. When, no, yeah, who, yeah. Who's going to stop him? Devin White? Maybe, probably, a little <laughs> bit. But, but, you know, no offense having him a season. I, I, Judy's progress, uh, the emergence of KJ Hamler in one game. Yes. Um, you've got... I, I don't know. I'm trying to just come up with names now. Um, if you get, if, 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 like I've, I've actually, I know people have sort of said a few things, but I've enjoyed, I know Ojemudi had a tough game last Sunday. I enjoyed him, especially in the first game. He like he does have certain flashes. It's going to take him time to develop. I, If you take what you've said, they're all those positives. You put lock into that mix. They've got a great offense on the cards. It's just getting that rub of the green, getting that look, man. And we, we, we were joking uh, yesterday or the day before, like we were slated to play the Falcons in London and it was confirmed and everything before the coronavirus. And because you imagine it's supposed to be week five, like October the 4th or something, or October the 10th, week six. Now it's Could in you imagine? Hmm? Now it's yeah, yeah, so you're, you're, you enjoy, you're basically in the Ireland of America, but that, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah? <laughs> but um, like fucking that game could have potentially been with no luck no Miller, no Sutton, like 0-5 or whatever. Like It could have been so different because we were like, like this is going to be amazing. But I'm, I'm delighted for, I don't know if, if fans are allowed yet in, in, in the stadium. Or, are they I believe they're, uh, they're, they're letting even more. I think it's in the thousands now. They're going to let in, okay. uh, at, in Denver. I have no idea. Well, I've seen, seen a lot of people complain in Georgia, uh, Broncos fans are around the state of Georgia whenever the game was let's be brutally honest, all but confirmed for London. Mm. And I felt bad for them because it's like for like once every eight years or so. So yeah, I think I, yeah, I felt bad. Uh, I, I do for anybody to have to travel, but we have Nashville, um, Charlotte. And if you're willing to go for a couple of days, um, uh, the Florida, the Northern Florida things. And um, a little bit, they can get over it because you Europeans, you don't get shit. As far as the yeah, NFL, like if somebody if somebody took Cal, if somebody put a Premier League game in America, people would fucking riot. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it was like the the two best teams or like if it was like the two worst teams in the Premier League. I'm telling you now, and I, I don't mean that anybody was saying this because I wouldn't personally mind, but they talked about having this ten years ago, and people were threatening boycotts like fans were fat no no chance so it's it's great to see the nfl obviously grow it's something i would i god i would it would like we were all it would make our year like we were so buzzing and especially like like as i said before coming into the season such hope and such expectation and optimism always getting it right again lads drafting right getting getting the young offense going and, and that defense looking good and yeah like a game in a brand new stadium an nfl like purposely built stadium against the falcons who hopefully were going to come up again and it was going to be a good game and uh yeah it sort of went to shit but look it's all good the coronavirus and stuff like i mean what can we do and well uh, i as as an atlanta with broncos clout i give any european permission to not give a shit about us i i blanket i will speak for all of my brethren um we will get another game uh we can we can always enjoy the joke the um in what is it in europe a uh, hundred uh, in Europe, a hundred miles is a long way, and in America, a hundred yeah. years is a long time. We we live that. Well, they like from Atlanta to Nashville is four or five hours. From Atlanta to Charlotte, about the same. That's regular. Mm. We, we do that. I'll do that in the morning and drive back in the evening. It's not a big deal. You guys shouldn't feel bad. And I'm I'm concerned for your. <laughs> I'm a little concerned for your well being in the back half of this, uh, <laughs> for, for how you've taken this. And I know it sucks, buddy. But we're they'll still be the Broncos when it's over. They're still going to be yes, horses. Sir. They're still going to be horses. They're still going to have the mountains. The, they're probably going to stay the same colors, though. Hopefully, they kind of do away with the blues. I really really hate those. Um, and you hit the blue. You hit the blue. I hate the blues. I like them as a one-off. Like I like orange, yeah. But like I mean, like touching on that, and I'm not trying to go into that there. But <laughs> like you think you give it three years, the ownership could change. I think we'll go back to the D. I think we'll go back to the retro D. I think we'll have new uniforms. It works. I mean, 
it, yeah, you're right. It'll, it'll be the same team. It's just it's difficult to take when um, you've it's probably the most expectation this year since 2015. It really is because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's just been built up for so long. And you know yourself, it's been built up for so long. And um, I, I couldn't believe when I seen the Sutton News on Monday. Jesus, you almost had to laugh. It was horrible. It was just, um, it wasn't nice. But thank God Drew Locke's going to be back at some point. Thank God. I mean, you're talking, you said what? You, you hope around week eight? Oh, that's my lowest expectation. That is worst case scenario. They just hold him out till after the bye. But that's me being as pessimistic as possible to give you that back half answer what i need to see from the team or drew lock to be happy i think he'll be back in about three or four weeks which you know it'll probably be give him a hold him off against the chiefs man like that's on the uh, oh no i wouldn't if if he's if he's like if he's not psychologically ready maybe if he's physically ready i I wouldn't miss an opportunity to give him a snap he needs as many snaps as possible that game against the chiefs so basically man there's just like uh one week period in the year so you know like everybody puts the clocks back because mm-hmm. of winter and stuff so we put the clocks back i don't know if it's us or use somebody puts the clocks back first right so mm-hmm. the game's on an hour earlier for us it's mm-hmm. the best fucking week of the year because yeah, Sunday night football and all is on an hour earlier but that 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 chief's game's on like 8 p.m for us which is really good so um yeah there you go <laughs> Mm. there's but, a rubbish fact of the day like but <laughs> well i think we need to i think we as as stateside broncos fans and probably nfl fans and maybe actually just americans in general need to internationalize our thoughts a little bit more i do think i'm in the center of the universe pretty often and occasionally i need to be reminded that other countries and other people uh exist like right now i'm having to contend with another person being on my camera feed it's just, it's a bizarre narcissism that I am constantly at odds with. And I, I blame society and I'll be painting Joker paint on my face any day now. Here, it's uh, the f- first world problems, as we say over here, is a joke. First world problems, man, just the, the old technology thing. But I think that's, that's what's so good as well. Like, like, think 10 years ago, you could barely stream a soccer game over here because they're legal. They're not legal. You can't watch them legally in the, on a Saturday afternoon mm. on TV here. And now you can talk to somebody in in Atlanta with the Broncos like, like perfectly. It's it's just it's just crazy. But um, I like yeah. I think like yeah, definitely more internationalization. But like I would be the first boy to say the NFL Europe needs to come back. Uh, like four four games a year in London's ridiculous. Oh, they should like, yeah, I, go on. If if I I'm all for like making this a big ass fucking league, expand, get a get a team in Dublin or wherever or Limerick. Or well, Limerick. I I I I don't want it. I think like like think like okay, right. So like say, I would say over here in well, they say the UK and Ireland, right? So Ireland, the biggest team is the Patriots, right? For everybody, okay. All right. And then is in the UK, the, is that the Bostonian connection, or is it just because yeah, they're literally I, the closest based on geography? I tell you what, man. I had supported the Broncos before I went to Boston for the first time. And geez, it's the very lucky thing I did. If you're outside like the mayor's like office, there's a massive Irish flag. It's, it's like being in like a big Dublin. It's crazy. Anyway, like England is just like you know, your your 49ers, your Cowboys, your Giants, Raiders, Bears, huge in England. So like I just can't see a situation where maybe short term, like I'm talking five years, if there was a like uh, a team in London, and let, let's be quite frank, like they've built a stadium now for it. It's there. I just can't. I couldn't see in a. I couldn't see it being a, a success long term because I just don't like. I mean, I wouldn't change. Like, geez, I wouldn't change allegiance. I just think it would be silly. As for what happens if that London team gets to the AFC or NFC Championship game, you're gonna put it on London at fucking twelve <laughs> at night. On a, on a Monday morning. I, I don't know. I just think the whole thing is a bit crazy. I think the NFL, it's fantastic. But I think um, maybe play a secondary league over here, play a development league over here, invest in the game over here a bit more. Like they had, they had the Europe thing. You've seen, like look at guys like Kurt Warner, for example. I just think maybe give it more time to grow over here. I, look, I'll, I'll say this because we're 59 minutes into this. A lot of British people, expect to have four games a season a lot of british people will complain about the games that are played there every season seriously some of like some of the comments and like i don't i have no expectation saying this the comments are arrogant 
like this year it was supposed to be the Broncos against the Falcons the Steelers I think it was supposed to be the Steelers against the Raiders or something like that it was like four really good games for like actual games that mean something which doesn't happen in any other league in the world internationally realistically tactically and there was all these people complaining from England and I was like this is why nobody deserves to have a team in London because they just they're not happy like you know so I think maybe people need to have their expectations lowered a bit I don't think there'll be London games next year with the coronavirus because it's all kicking off again over here it's just oh, a pity no. because the team obviously wanted to, to they literally said to us they wanted to come over but look it'll happen again and tell you what when it happens it'll be uh definitely be a big party i'd I'd love to see a big game over here like i mean like i would love to see a divisional game over here and it's happened before i went to i I went i've been there i've only been there a couple of games i was at the the Bengals against the redskins which sounds shit but it went to overtime and it was really funny because a lot of the like part-time fans couldn't stick like the the overtime they're like what what the fuck (laughs) but it was you know i have to say this now the Bengals put on a great show like the like they literally turned Wembley into the one sort of Cincinnati. Uh, it was, it, it, this is all I'll say, but I went to the Texans against the Jags last November and paid two hundred and seventy dollars for a ticket. And um, my God, it was bad. Gar- Garner Minshew, I was all like, "Yeah, gr- grow the beard." No, I just it was so bad, man. It it just the game was shocking. I think the Texans won it in the end, but. It started to make me think that the, maybe the game over here needs to maybe take a step back and realize that if you grow around, maybe you can actually build a league instead of instead of all this uh, these games in London. But look, the Broncos will play in London someday, and yeah, I guess all that, that's all I can say. Here, finally, um, I'm gonna go with us winning by one point on Sunday. I think Blake Wardle oh. will win. I think oh, Blake Bortles, I'm, I'm starting to come on now. I think Blake Bortles, I, I genuinely think Bortles comes in first, second quarter in the game. There's no way, like, Jeff Driscoll says that whole game. Whether he get, like, I hope he doesn't get injured, but whether he gets injured or just leaves the game voluntarily is a different thing altogether. I think now, I'm actually a bit disappointed because you imagine seeing Royce Freeman as quarterback on Sunday. <laughs> like, the backup option. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And, I don't know. Um, I think... I just think, imagine Bortles comes in and balls out against Brady. That could be the thing we need now. I never thought I'd say that, and I hate myself for saying it, but fuck it, man, why not? I'm oh, all we're, over we're, we're, we're not in normal times. We're not in normal territory anymore. We have to take the absurd. Uh, we have to embrace the absurd as much as possible. You know, get full Camus about this. There's, there's don't, don't dwell on things more than you have to. Just, no, everything's absurd. Let's go full absurdity. Blake Bortles is going to beat Tom Brady as a Bronco and as a Buck at mile high by one point. This is what's going to happen. This is the absurdity we need to make manifest. And, like, at least let's just, yeah, look, we've got 14 games. Let's enjoy them. Now we've got seven games in nine months. We get to sit here and expect Locke back. We probably shouldn't think he's going to go full, full, uh, full burn it all down revenge towards the the same game he comes back. But that's something to look forward to. If Locke ends up sucking or gets hurt again, then I have a new thing to expect. I can now build an entire Broncos team. Uh, in my head over and over they're they're taking away the options for me uh for possibilities and i actually think that's a good thing because i don't need to dwell on these things and it sounds like maybe uh maybe the irish probably shouldn't be dwelling on things a little bit uh but it yeah, does i think, sound like I, think I think we get very down about stuff man we're like oh man it's just like a, well you came to as positive a conclusion as i think you could have could have uh <laughs> at the end of this and i'm i'm glad for it i'm glad that i can be the uh the the sympathetic silent ear for you to unload on that you need it i'm i'm available almost any time um i don't sleep at regular hours and you guys live in weird fairyland with you so <laughs> Any any time you go like no let's stream right now I've got stuff to do or I've got stuff to say I've got I've got a I've got to share with the class I I will be the class. I tell you what the I think the name of this podcast is going to be Bron- Broncos Europe Therapy Session uh, I don't know we'll see what happens. We, we need one that should be that should be a new thing that you guys uh, you expand by country but you should expand by um, academic subject now. 
Broncos lit, Broncos history, Broncos psychology, Broncos therapy sessions. Every Monday. We come in, we we have, yeah, we have fake names for the therapy session. They go, um, hello, my name is, uh, is, is Rafferty. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a recovering Broncos fan. We all say hello in unison. I don't know if you guys have AA there. I don't know if this joke is planned. I've never been, but we do. I don't know if it's the same sort okay. of format, but then, yeah. I, I didn't know. I, I, I made it after this week, to be honest. Joke. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, here, I'm going to go and get some sleep before I, like, oh, I don't please, know. Like, please, please. i tell you what, like, what's the Thursday night game tonight? Because I've got a feeling it's like fucking the it's, Bengals it's, or the Jaguars. Minshew versus, um, who is it? Jaguars. Jaguars and um Can I can I guess while guess. I'm looking? Yeah, I guess Thursday night it's mediocrity because it's early season. I'm gonna guess it's either the Bills or the Dolphins. It is the Dolphins. It's the Florida the Jaguars. Bowl. Yeah, it's the Jag- Florida Bowl. Can a cat beat a fish? The London Jaguars. And see, this is the problem, man. This is, this is the last thing I'm going to say. How the fuck can a London team play Thursday night football at 1.25 in the morning? Can you imagine Wembley Stadium or something? <laughs> Nobody there. I think we just develop, we develop some kind of super drug where sleep is optional, but you have to get it. You have to get six hours of sleep in, uh, in a 24-hour period, but it can be decided with the push of a button or the injection of a syringe. And then super flights back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. The no, they, that's when they sleep. <laughs> on the on the plane or the train, whatever they're taking anywhere. Oh man, no more. Here it's been an absolute pleasure being honest. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. Come on anytime. Too, but... Hopefully next time we're in more positive uh, circumstances. But no, I, I appreciate it. I'm gonna click and record if you want to say any final words. Um, Noel, since I'm gonna be putting this out, what do you want to plug? Oh well, I I'm like check us out Broncos Europe twitter please don't slag us because there's two german like there's loads of people on our youtube that keep giving us a thumbs down so if you want to give us a thumbs up anytime feel free to give us a thumbs up and yeah check us out wrong as you but man look you're the main guy here reddit it's awesome and we I've really got appreciate like, the help with got like 12 twitter followers i don't think you vastly overestimated my power level no but i'm just i'm just i'm just saying general, like i know i like i mean i'm not gonna say like on behalf of the whole reddit but like the support that we've had on reddit's been, been incredible and not just that but like the Broncos, the Broncos read it on Twitter and stuff. It's been amazing, especially sorry because we lost our account a few months ago, and just mm. the support from everybody's been, been been amazing. So we definitely appreciate it, and uh, hopefully the next time I'm talking to you, we're sixteen and zero, and uh, yeah. But that would be a lot of time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's I, weird. I yeah, I thank you very much for agreeing to talk with me and then doing all the technical things. That's very kind of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll. I'll uh, we can stay in touch. Well, I'm going to I'm going to check up with you after the game, win or lose. I'm going to see. I'm going to see what kind of state you're in. Tennis. Tennis. Yeah. Tennis. If, it, tennis. if it's a loss, we're at Broncos tennis now. And if it's a win, I'm, I'm going to hit and record after this. If it's a win, what, what, what what's it going to be? Oh, it's Broncos football, right? If we win, we're Bortles. We're the Broncos Bortles. If we win, if we win. Here, I tell you what, let's go Bortles, baby, and Cal Fanksman. Mm-hmm. Thank you.